Hey, thanks so much for listening to Sandals Church. Our vision as a church is to be real with ourselves, God, and others. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church, and today I'm gonna to talk about how to pray. So let's just start off with a survey. How many of us feel like we should pray more? Raise your hands, right? Everybody does this. Everybody struggles with this. Everybody says this. Man, I, I wish that I prayed more. A couple of years ago, one of the most famous Christians who ever lived, his name was Billy Graham, right at his deathbed, they said, what do you wish you would have done more? He said this, preached less and prayed more. I'll never forget it preached less and prayed more. And so one of, I, one of the things I think that keeps all of us from praying is we're just really concerned, am I doing it right? I don't, I don't, I'm not good with words. I'm not good, I'm not good talking to God. I'm not, I'm not good talking to people, right? I can't talk to dogs or children. How on earth am I gonna talk to God? And so I wanna talk today about how to pray so that God hears you. I want you to leave today graduating from fear and, and, and really just promoting yourself to confidence. And you're gonna leave here today. I know God hears me because, because. And so that's what I want you to get out of today. And we're gonna to close today by praying the Lord's Prayer together. So if you grew up in church, maybe you know this, maybe you memorize this, but some of you today, you've never heard this. And when Jesus was asked, and I want you to think about this, even if you're not a Christian, Every religion on earth says something about Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Even religions that are older than Jesus, Hinduism, Buddhism, have had to make room for Jesus in their faith. Jesus makes room for no one. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Buddhism says, we think we're the way, so, but we're gonna make room for Jesus. Hinduism does the same thing. Even Islam says that the day of judgment will be executed by Jesus. So think about that. Jesus is a, considered a spiritual teacher by every religion on earth. So let's listen to what he has to say about prayer. So this is what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray. And this is my hope for you, that after today, you'll know how to pray and you can pray this more often. When you don't know what to say and you don't know how to pray, pray this. So here is what Jesus says. This is how you should pray. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wouldn't that be nice? Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Think about that. Super short, super clear, super powerful. So how do I pray as a Christian? How do I pray as not a Christian? How do I pray knowing that God hears me? Number one, never forget this, pray with confidence. Pray with confidence. We are all insecure in almost every relationship we have. I listened to one of my favorite pastors ever, and he was talking about how Adam and Eve were, were naked and ashamed. He said, I'm, I'm ashamed when I'm clothed, right? And I was like, amen, pastor, amen. You know, right? Like we put on clothes, like, yeah, doesn't work. We, we just naturally are insecure as people. And that's a result of sin. That's not something that's unique to you, that's unique to the human race. Sin makes us feel insecure. 
And so even as Christians, with an intimate, real relationship with God, we feel a little insecure. So listen to 1 John 5, 14. And we are confident that he hears us. Whenever we ask for anything that pleases him, and so this is where all the Christians freak out. Well, how do I know if this prayer pleases him? Stop there. Before we worry about what you're praying, know this, God is pleased that you are praying. Every parent knows this. You love to hear from your children. You love to hear. When I go and visit my parents, my parents say this every time I leave, thank you so much for coming by. Every time, every time. I could have seen my mom yesterday. When I come today, she says, thank you for coming by. It's so good to see your face and hear your voice. Let me tell you something. When you pray to God, it pleases him. I'm glad you called, God says. So before we worry about what you're praying about, just know this, God is pleased to hear that you are praying, that you're praying. And all of us need to pray more. And so I need to pray with confidence. When I'm praying, I need to know that God wants to hear me. Have you ever been in a conversation where you know somebody doesn't care what you're saying? Sometimes I'll be talking with my wife. She loves me. She said it before God, her family. She said that she would forsake all others for me. It's quite a choice. Four billion other dudes on the earth. And I'll be talking to her and I'll look at her and I will just right in the middle of what I say, I say, and now I am talking to myself. And she'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, the, the reason we're worried that God doesn't listen to us is we're worried that he's gonna hear us the way that we listen to the people we say we love. When my kids were little, they would say, dad, are you listening? And I said, mm-hmm. And they say, are you listening or are you listening, listening? What does that mean? My kids felt unheard. Don't let your insecurities because of the people and relationships around you become insecurities with your relationship with God. He's different than everyone around you. One of the things that's the most amazing about God is that he hears us. He hears us. So I can pray with confidence. Why? Because I'm a child of God. And God likes hearing from his children. He wants to hear from you. Ephesians 1.5 says this, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Man, if you're anxious today, I don't know if God wants me. I don't know if God cares about me. I don't know if God loves me. I want you to know before you were ever born, God decided he loved you. God decided he wanted you. And he wanted in advance to adopt you into his own family. There's an amazing, amazing person to my right. You can't see her. She doesn't know I'm gonna say this. Her name is Melody. But here's the thing about Melody. Melody interviewed with her husband years ago to come from the East Coast to the West Coast, to leave a church they'd been at for years to come to Sandals and serve. And she shared with me later how nervous she was, right? Because it's, I mean, it's nerve wracking to, to, to go for a job interview. You know, even myself, you know, like I watch TikTok on how to interview, which is weird because like I'm the boss. I mean, who am I gonna, I mean, who am I gonna interview? And I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, I'm listening to a 19 year old tell me how to interview. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But here's what she said. She, she said, I was so nervous and I was so afraid. And here's the thing that Melody didn't know. 
When Melody and Adam, who've been on staff now at Sandals Church for years, when they left that interview, I turned to our exec executive pastor and I said these words. I said, they don't even know they're home yet. They're home. Some of you, here's why you lack confidence. You don't know your home yet. You don't know your home. When you pray, remember you are praying to a place that's home even though you've never been. What did Jesus say to the disciples? Behold, I go to prepare a place for you. He's building your home. This is not your home. When we talk to God, listen to me, we're going home. We're going home and God wants to hear us and that should give us confidence. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Isn't that amazing? What makes you happy? What pleases you? I don't know you personally, but God personally reveals to us the thing that makes him happy is creating a home for us and a family where we belong. See, that's the thing is, on earth, we didn't get to pick our family. We didn't get to pick our brothers or sisters. We didn't get to pick if we had a mom or a dad. We, we didn't get to pick. Here's the amazing thing about Jesus, you get to pick. He's already chosen you in advance. He's waiting for you to say yes. Man, here's the thing is, with God, we never come in second. Man, how many of you have been heartbroken? Man, man. I mean, some of you, I mean, the truth is you're single because you came in second. That hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. I mean, the rest of the world, let me tell you, let me tell you why America is awesome, because we're honest. Second place sucks. You know, all the European countries, you got a silver medal in America, we're weeping. We're crying, man. You know, in Europe, they're like, you went to the Super Bowl. We don't care, we lost. We're America. You know, I remember, I remember when Wendy broke up with me in high school. She said, it's not that I don't like you. It's that I like someone else more. Oh. <laughs> now, what I said a minute ago was, was kind of a fib. I have applied for two jobs in my adult life, two. What, why did I start Sandals Church? Because no one would hire me. <laughs> it's, it's the truth, man. Man, I'm terrible in an interview. I just, I don't know what happens. You know, people say, be yourself. That doesn't work for me, man. <laughs> does not work for me. I gotta be somebody else. So, so here's the thing. With God, you never come in second. You never come in second. You're never his second choice. Isn't that amazing? If you're single with God, you're not single. Man, if you're divorced with God, you're not divorced. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Man, isn't that amazing? You're never alone. You never go to voicemail. I mean, we all do it, right? We all judge. Somebody calls, ugh. <laughs> like sometimes if I see my wife and she doesn't know, I call her just to see if she answers. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even looking at the phone. I'm just looking at her. Is she going to pick it up? 
Isn't it nice to know that there's no voicemail in heaven? It goes straight to the Father. So I can pray with confidence because God loves me. Listen to what John says. John, John in the Bible defines himself, listen to this, as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He says, my name is irrelevant. I'm the guy that was loved by Jesus. Man, here's my hope. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how loving your life is gonna be, but I know this, man. You want to experience the love that comes from Jesus because it can change you. Romantic love can break you. The love of Jesus will save you. He says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us. It's a gift. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. God gave it. That we should be called children of God. And so we are. So we are. Isn't that incredible? I I'm a child of God. Why? He said so. He said so. He adopted me. He filled out the paperwork and he signed it with the blood on the cross. Think about that, man. Think about that. Man, there's, there's this commercial that j it gets me every time. I, man, the older I get, the more wimpy I am. It's just, I just, I just sob. But it's this commercial that was played last year during the Olympics about that family that adopted the little girl with no legs. Man, it just, just YouTube it. Not now, but later. YouTube it. <laughs> And, and they adopted this girl. Uh, it was either from Ukraine or from Russia. And they found out that she had no legs. And they said, we want her anyways. We want her anyways. And, and man, that's how God looks at us with all our deficiencies, our deformities, the things that we don't think are right. God says, I want that kid. I want that kid. And then it's a picture of their daughter swimming in the Special Olympics, winning a gold medal. You know, it's just, it's just amazing, right? Because she had a mom and a dad that loved her and believed in her. I want you to know you have a father in heaven who loves you and believes in you. And you may not believe in God today, but he believes in you. You may doubt him, he doesn't doubt you. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just see your sin, he saw your potential. He knows what you can be. Isn't that incredible? We, we, we think it's our sin that kept him on the cross. I think it's, it's his love for us and, and, and the potential that he saw in us. He knew what we could be. 1 Thessalonians 1, 4 says this, we know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. Again, God chose us. He chose us. And here's the thing is, for some of you who struggle praying, it's because you can't yet see what God sees in you. Man, when, 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 you, when you pray and you dial up heaven, God says, this is my unique son, my unique daughter, and I love hearing from them because there is no one like you. There's no one. Here's the next thing is, I can pray with confidence because God wants to hear from me. He wants to hear from me. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? Have you ever texted or called somebody and they just ghost you forever? And this last week, I texted somebody that, that hurt me deeply. 
And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to tell him how I feel lovingly, which means it wasn't totally honest. <laughs> Just being real. Um, and, and I told my wife, I said, I will probably never hear from him again, but I have to, I have to send this. And here's the thing with God is we don't ever have to worry about him even receiving it. Right? He doesn't, he doesn't just ghost us. He doesn't just ignore us. Aren't you glad that God doesn't have a block button? I mean, let's be honest. Some of us would block ourselves with our prayers. Amen? I just can't even, can't even deal with this. So listen to what the author of Hebrews says. So let us come boldly to the throne. There's a king in heaven, and he sits on a throne. In Isaiah 6, it tells us that the most holy angels, we, we don't even know what they are. They're called seraphim, which in Hebrew, this is all it means, burning ones. That's scary. Yeah. They're on fire. <laughs> you know. It says the burning ones dare not even look at the glory of God. And so they cover their own eyes. And yet you, me, can run to the very throne of God and look God in the face. Why? Because the blood of Jesus covers us from our sins. And when he sees you coming, he sees Jesus. Think about that. We can run to the throne of our gracious God. And there we will receive his mercy. You see, in the ancient world, if you came before the king without permission, you could die. You don't have to die because Jesus did. And we will find the grace to help us, listen to this, when we need it the most. You know what makes me so sad for many of you? When you need to pray the most, when you need to pray the most, that's when you pray the least. You're like, I'm just gonna worry about this because that works. <laughs> Here's the thing I've learned. The more desperate I am to be heard, the more attentive God is to my prayer. The more desperate I am, the more attentive he is. Do you know why that is? Because God's a good father. He's not distracted. He doesn't say I'm watching the game. <laughs> he hasn't had a long day. He doesn't commute. He listens to his children. He listens. I want you to pray with confidence. That's why so many of you, you ask me to pray for you because you don't know who you are. And I don't mind praying for you. I, I don't, because I know who I am. I'm a child of God. But do you know who you are? You're a child of God. And the access that I have is not unique to me. It is unique to all those who have believed in Jesus. And we can all go straight to the throne. You don't need me. You don't need me. And that's uncomfortable to some of us. It's uncomfortable. You see, for a long time, for thousands of years as Christians, we translated this word presbyteros in the Greek as priest. And there was a guy named William Tyndale. And William Tyndale said, this word does not mean priest, it is elder. And he translated it as elder and he was burned at the stake as a heretic. 
because for thousands of years, we were told we have to go through a priest to pray. That's not what the text says. We have a priest, his name is Jesus, and he hears us when we pray. But do you know that William Tyndale was burned at the stake so you could go straight to the throne? So you could know, you could know that God hears you. Pretty incredible. So how do I pray so that God hears me? Number two, pray respectfully. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Look, our culture is never gonna respect the name Jesus. We, they, they use it as a cuss word. They use the word God as a cuss word. We need to learn to revere his name. When I was a kid, I was staying at my friend William's house. We were 14 years old, full of testosterone and completely void of any intelligence at all. <laughs> William's dad was six foot eight, 300 pounds. His name was Hank. And Hank asked William to say the prayer, and I'll never forget it. William bowed his head and said, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. <laughs> Hank's forearm came across the room struck William in the face. There was a collision that was impressive and William went flying through the air and hit the wall. And here's what Hank said. In this house, boy, we will honor God. He said, Matt, would you like to pray? And I said, oh, dear Heavenly Father, <laughs> dear Heavenly Father, save me for my father is a small man, very small man. I never forgot it. <laughs> First Peter 1.17, and remember, and remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites and he will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. So when you pray, come with confidence but remember who it is that you're speaking to. So what should I do when I pray? What should I do? Here's what I do is my posture should reflect my prayer. So I do two things when I pray. I either stand or I kneel. My posture changes when I talk to God. I don't slouch. I don't pray on the toilet. I don't talk on the phone on the toilet. Some of you do, I'm praying for you. That's. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is that you do that you don't have time <laughs> to make that call, but you know, you know, pray about it. That's, it's gross. Are you ever in the bathroom, like a public bathroom and somebody's on the phone and you're just like, I think if they knew what you were doing, I mean, I know I'd hang up. Hey man, anybody else? I mean, I, I, yeah. Ephesians 3.14, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father. When's the last time, if ever, you got on your knees and prayed? Here's what I do. The more important my prayer, the lower I go. The lower I go. And why is that? We get on our knees to honor something. When I asked Tammy to marry me, I got on one knee. because it was a sacred moment. I've never asked a woman to marry me since. 
And I hope I never do. <laughs> you know? Think about that. Do I need to stand? Do I need to kneel? My posture must reflect my prayer. It should. It says in the Bible that Jesus went a little farther. He bowed with his face to the ground. This is Jesus Christ. He bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father. Next, I believe that you should pray with your eyes closed. Some of you, you've never thought about why. Here's why I think it's important. 1 Timothy 1.17, all honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. You cannot see him. So don't try. I close my eyes. As a symbol of what the seraphim did, remember the burning ones? I dare not look upon you. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of saying, I respect you and I honor you. You're bigger than me. And we close our eyes. And I do this because I have ADD, amen? Anybody else? <laughs> you know? I mean, this is why some of you can't pray. You're like, dear Heavenly Father, that is crazy. <laughs> you know? I mean, some of you, when you pray, I think the angels in heaven have popcorn. They're like, just where's this one gonna go? <laughs> I close my eyes, man. I, I gotta focus. Some of you, like I make people, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to not be such a close talker, but if I don't look into your soul, I don't hear a thing you say. <laughs> you know? So I, I, it blows my mind. People are like, are you Pastor Matt? I'm like, yes, I am. And I just start walking and they're just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I was golfing this week and the poor guy that's checking our card out, he says, are you Pastor Matt? I was like, yes, I am. And he starts sweating. I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna back up now. I totally apologize. My wife's like, why do you have to stare at people? I'm like, well, where else am I gonna look? And some of you, when we talk, you won't look at me, so I'm just constantly trying to, you know. Sorry, pray for me. So, so when I pray, right, so I, I have an attitude of reverence. Next, this is key. I keep my prayers short. How many of you like your time wasted? Does anybody love, just, you love when somebody just wastes your time? You know? Parents, any, any parents here, children under five? You, you, you wanna send me to the loony bin? You want, you, you want, you wanna see your pastor 5150? This, this I cannot do. Dad, 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 mom, dad, 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 mom, mom. I'm like, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> How many times do you have to say the name, the Lord's name? Once. Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Lord, 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 Jesus, 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 Lord. Jesus is like, stop. <laughs> stop or we're gonna talk face to face. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on, parents, it drives you crazy. And then, how many parents? Dad, 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 what? I forgot. <laughs> Lord Jesus, there you go. Our Father, there you go. 
We've established who we're talking to. Now let's move forward with a question, prayer, concern, something. Matthew 6, 7, and when you pray, this is Jesus, by the way. This isn't Pastor Matt. This is the Lord Jesus. Do not keep babbling like pagans. You know what that means when somebody's going on and on and on and on? It means they don't know God. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. Yeah, but that's how all the Christians pray. Don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask. Oh. <laughs> and he knows who you are. I went to a prayer breakfast a couple weeks ago. Four hours. Four hours. I almost lost my faith. Hour three. <laughs> and I was the guest speaker. I didn't even care what I had to say. Four hours. Man, here's another thing. Some of you, you catch me, you're like, oh man, I'd really love to get an appointment. I'd really love to, here's what I'm hearing. I'd really love to suck up your entire day. I'd like to just dominate this entire week of your life. Here's the thing. If you, if you got me, you got me. Just get what? What do you need? What do you need? Let's cover it right now. The Lord's in heaven. He's listening. Let's talk. We don't need an appointment for everything. Sometimes we just, man, could you pray for this? Could you just, just say it? I mean, some of you are praying. The father's like, come on. I already, I already know what's in there. Just get it out. Get it out. Get it out. And some of you say, well, then if God already knows, why should I pray? Because prayer is not about you hearing from God. It's about God hearing from you. And oh, by the way, the only prayers God answers are not the ones he knows you need, it's the ones you ask. Your father in heaven does not answer prayers you don't pray, even if he knows what you're gonna say before you say it. You gotta ask, you gotta ask. James says this, you do not have what you want because you don't ask for it. Let me tell you what I do. I, I, when I pray, I pray specifically and I write it down. God won't forget, but I do. I write it down. Next, how to pray so God hears me. This is huge. The vision of our church is to be real with ourselves, God, and others. When you pray for the love of Jesus, pray with integrity. If I went up to Tammy today and I said, wife of thine youth, hither to my call, as I beseech thee, the mother of thine children, who hath grown in thy bosom, the fruit of thine loins. Right? That's weird. That's weird. I mean, some of you are praying and God does it like, God's like, who's that? I don't. And then, and like some people, they get all breathy. Like, Lord, hi. just Lord. Like if someone came up to you and was all breathy, run. <laughs> Pastor Matt, how are you? I've been watching you. 
here's what Jesus means. Just be you. Just be you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Do you know why people pray breathy? Because they want to be seen as spiritual. This is one of the saddest compliments I continually get. It makes me sad. I hear this all the time. You are the same person everywhere you go. You know why that makes me sad? Because people are not experiencing that with other pastors. It makes me sad. Because who else would I be? You know, and I'm not saying this is the way I was raised. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about be you. Get rid of sin, but be you. This is what Jesus says. He says, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God is not impressed by your pretending. He's not impressed. This is, this is one of the, the verses that's just transformed my life. Psalms 145, 18. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Listen, there's a comma there to all who call on him in truth. So when you pray by yourself, listen to me, make sure you are yourself. Make sure you're yourself. The worst thing you could ever do in your relationship with God is try to be somebody you're not. Because God is never going to bless the fake you. He doesn't even know that person that you're pretending to be. Because that person doesn't exist. So just be you, just be you. And I know if you grew up religious, this goes against everything you were taught and I apologize, let Jesus reteach you. Don't listen to me, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And so many of you, you, you grew up in traditions that have beautiful stained glass windows. Do you know why those churches had those? because they prayed in a language the people couldn't understand. The church killed people when they translated God's words into the common language. You see, they thought they would be heard because they prayed it in Latin, or they prayed it in Greek, or they prayed it in Hebrew. When you meet God, I think he's gonna speak to you in whatever language you speak because he's the father of all language. You see, prayer is about God meeting you where you are. And it's about you praying to him where he is. And here's the thing is, here's the bottom line. The reason you feel so insecure when you pray is you haven't practiced. Now here's the lie. And you all heard it as kids, right? Practice makes what? <laughs> lie. Practice does not make you perfect. What it does is it makes you confident. That's what it does. It makes you confident. Start practicing today. There is no perfect prayer. We are praying to a perfect God who sent a perfect savior. So you could pray as you are. This is what Jesus said. This is how you should pray. Drives me crazy. Listen to me, parents. Teach your children the Lord's Prayer. When I was a kid, man, all my friends used to pray this way. 
Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. That if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Like the Bible is not an episode of Stranger Things. What is wrong with you? Let's pray, little Timmy. I pray you don't die tonight while you sleep. Freddy Krueger is right outside the door. Parents, teach your children the Lord's Prayer. Well, I don't know it. Then learn it. Then learn it. Do you know, I, I, I've, this is sad, but I've, I've stopwatch time myself praying the Lord's Prayer. I average, I know, sorry. <laughs> this, these are the things you do as a pastor. I don't, I don't understand. I, I can see God in heaven, like, what's he doing? Jesus like, I don't know, he's timing. He's, <laughs> but, but here's why, because I wanted to know how long the Lord's Prayer takes. My average is between 13 and 15 seconds. And some of you, you hate prayer because somebody told you to pray for an hour. Like if you, told, if you told me to go home and look into my wife's eyes and tell her for 10 minutes straight all the things that I love about her, we'd be divorced minute six. <laughs> it's hard, right? Like when I do weddings, couples are like, we're gonna play this song, it's three minutes and we're gonna stare into each other's souls. I'm like, you are gonna hate each other, second 63. Don't pray for an hour. Pray for 15 seconds. That's where Jesus said to start. Oh, but it's so elementary, Pastor. I'm a theologian. <laughs> okay, Captain Smarty Pants, listen. The disciples who spent every day of their life with Jesus for three years, who were handpicked to carry on the gospel so you and I can be saved, those guys were taught to pray like this. Oh. Maybe you're not as smart as you think. The Lord's prayer is both the deep end of the pool and the shallow end. It's where we all start. And for those of you who think, well, this is just so elementary, I'm gonna check out for the summer. Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a depressed, anxious Lakers fan. Um, things, things are not good for us, um, you know? Um, I mean, if you're a Clippers fan, you're used to this, but right, you know, like, you know, no, I, I hey, you know. Our vision, our vision is to be real. Um, but here's the thing is, we have this player on, on the Lakers, his name is Russell Westbrook. And here's the thing you need to know about this guy. If you don't follow sports at all, he's a genetic freak. He just is. And, and, and to be fair, all professional athletes are genetic freaks. You know, my wife and I were in Mexico a couple months ago. I'm like, that's an NFL football player. She's like, how do you know? Do you think you know everything? I'm like, I know what an NFL body looks like. That's it. This is not what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Uh, and it turns out, you know, I was right. You know, he was tied in for the Cardinals. Um, so um, what was my point? Here we go. Here's the thing about Russell Westbrook. Listen to me. My, my smarty pants, been a Christian your whole life, Christians. Here's what's happened to Russell Westbrook. His whole life, he's been able to ignore the basics of basketball because his physical attributes helped him not need them. And now he's gotten older. 
and his knees have gotten brokener and he's gotten slower. And now all of those basics that he needed, he doesn't know and he has no gain. Listen to me, there's gonna be a time in life when you got busted knees, when your body ain't what it was. And because you didn't spend the time in the shallow end learning the basics of prayer, you're not gonna know how to pray when you need it the most. The Lord's prayer is both the beginning of prayer and the end of our prayers. What changes is not the prayer, what changes is hopefully is us. Learn to pray this prayer, okay? And all we've talked about today is our Father who's in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Each week, we're gonna unpack something else. Why? Because it's both the shallow and the deep end of the pool. So we're gonna close by praying the Lord's Prayer. It's okay if you don't know it. I'm gonna lead us in this prayer. And all I ask you to do is to bow your head, close your eyes, and pray with me. Just repeat after me. So let's pray together. Repeat after me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray over every Christian. Lord, we know we need to pray. We need to pray every day. The truth is, you said in your word, we need to pray without ceasing because we need to learn to pray every moment. Lord, I pray over every family in our church that they would memorize the Lord's prayer and begin to pray it as married couples, teach it to their children, have their children pray it. Lord, if we're single, Lord, let us pray this over our own life and our own house. Lord, teach us this prayer. Let us learn it, live it, and pray it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.